In our secular, humanistic world, people might have many different points of view on addiction. Some might only see it as the abuse of drugs, others as substances. Others might even include gambling, pornography, cutting yourself. Addictions like work, food, sport, and any other obsessive-compulsive behavior. In most cases, they will view it as some incurable mental or even emotional state, and in many cases, it is also classified as a disease by professional mental health workers. The person's inability to overcome their addiction leads to anxiety and even depression. Depression is also viewed as a mental disease, which is not scientifically true, according to Dr. Ado Krieger. Dr. Krieger continues to say on social media that Christians should look for the answer, the solution to the addiction problem in God's Word, in the Bible. The Bible clearly describes addiction as bondage to sin, he says. The term sin describes any and all deviation from God's will for us, for you and me. God's truth and any deviation from His truth, as recorded in the Bible, causes us to sin. He says, sin therefore contains five D's, which are deviation, deception, denial, delusion. And if you stay on this path, finally it ends in destruction. So says Dr. Ado Krieger. Well, Brunpunt invited Dr. Ado Krieger and someone we'll just call Michael to share with us his road to recovery and how people can be set free from addiction, whatever form it takes. We'll be back right after this. Well, gentlemen, indeed a privilege to have you in a studio with us. Dr. Ado, let me start with you. Just in short, what is your field of expertise and a short testimony about your life, please? Well, uh, basically people come to us and to uh, seek out my help uh, because they have uh, addiction issues. And uh, most of it obviously is in substance abuse. But then uh, because of the field that we studied in, we had to also do a lot of research on associated problems because those things flow out of being addicted to drugs. And so we also do a lot of marriage counseling and personal counseling and that type of thing. But basically I'm a biblical counselor that people seek for help. And you've been doing this for how long now? Uh, I think on close on 40 years now. All right. In our intro, we actually refers to a post of yours on social media. Yes. In your experience, how big is the addiction problem in South Africa and what sort of addictions are we talking about? Well, at the moment, it's way off the charts. It has been growing steadily and in the last, I would say, 10 years especially in the last five years now, there's been a tremendous escalation in the use of of street drugs. And then we have a lot of other associated drug problems in terms of uh, prescription drugs. So uh, on both sides of the field, there's been a sharp increase just lately. And I think a lot of it has to do with the the global economic situation that we find ourselves in, the worklessness, you know, and then obviously there's a lot of other political factors that create a lot of emotional problems with people from which they seek relief. And unfortunately, they seek for that in the wrong places. They sort of self-medicate many, many people. And then a lot of the, the policing has, uh, all over the world, fallen out of, out of uh, order. And as a result, lawlessness is on the increase. And then the policing of the drug flow into and out of countries 
also has a lot to, to be, uh, you know, there's a lot more that can be done by the authorities to stop the flow of drugs. But uh, that's another issue that we can discuss at some other time. They don't really want to stop the drug issue so, on a global scale. So with regards to our conversation here and now, mm. you narrowed the problem down on social media, the problem of addiction yes. to five Ds. You said deviation, deception, denial, delusion, also finally destruction. Yeah. Uh, why this well, particular order? Studying the Word of God and looking at what is the decline, if we want to add another D, in, in our personal lives, it all starts with the fact, and this is what actually occurred with Adam and Eve, that they... They doubted God's word, and as a result of doubting God's word, they deviated from his instruction and didn't listen to what he had to say. And then uh, they fell under the deception that if they uh, eat the forbidden fruit, that they will be elevated into a godly state, which of course was a horrendous kind of deception because they were already in that state when God created them. And then uh, eventually man gets into a state of denial. You don't really want to listen to the truth. And then you, you start running away. And that was where they landed up behind the fig tree. And then uh, when you continue believing the lie, you, become into, you come into a delusional state so that you actually start believing the lie as to being the truth. So it's, it's a natural, uh, you could say, a process that man goes through when you, when you deviate from the word of God. And uh, the end thereof, you it's say, destruction. is destruction. Yeah, well, there was a family murder in the very next generation. So, does this apply to today's uh, situations as well? Today's very much. Circum- Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you look at any person's decline in life, spiritually and morally, that's the route it takes. Something else that you said, according to you, there's various forms of addiction which can also lead to depression. Would you care to elaborate on that? Well, the thing is this, Vainan, that uh, people look for, for AIDS or they, they look for uh, crutches in life to try and feel better. And what they don't realize is that the problem originates on the inside. They blame it on their circumstances. They blame it on their upbringing. They blame it on poverty. They blame it on a lot of other factors. But the Word of God teaches us that the issues of life come from within, from the heart of man. That's why Jesus also set the record straight on the Sermon of the Mount. He said it's not the external factors that drive us to sin. It is what is in our hearts that drive us to sin. So we can't find uh, help from external issues. We need to find it on the inside. And, and, and much of what goes on inside us reveals itself in our thought life. So if a man is not thinking right, because the scripture also says in Proverbs, as a man thinketh, so easy. And that's why the Lord says, guard your heart. So I went and made a, quite an intensive study of the interaction between the mind, that psychological factor of man, the actual physical brain itself and how that functions and how these two correlate with each other in terms of electronic, audio, sensory input, and then obviously a chemical composition inside the brain, what's going on chemically, and how that affects the emotions. Because it is our emotions, that's why we also call them emotions. They, they, they drive us to do things. They motivate us to do things. That those em- emotions then ev- eventually determine our behavior. So a lot of uh, people in, in the recovery industry are purely focusing on the psychological and the behavioral factors. Whereas we say, no, 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 the problem is much deeper than that. The, the problem is in the spirit of man. That needs to be fixed first. You see, so if you don't start there, 
the way that you start addressing addiction is then through external factors. You try and do behavior modification. You try and put the people on other chemical substances to try and change the chemistry in the brain and, and enhance the mood and that type of thing. And then at the end of the day, you're sitting with a, with a vicious cycle because you're not addressing the problem. The problem is in the heart. The man has to have a change of heart. Now, talking about a change of heart, addiction can also lead to depression, according to you. And it's viewed in today's modern society as a mental health. Not so, you say. Yeah. Uh, why do you say that? Well, I can base my reasoning on two very important factors. In the first place, what the Bible says and what the Bible's answer is for depression. And then secondly, also what is actually going on in the in the neuroscientific world, the, the research that people are starting to have done lately on the brain and its function. And we know for sure that the brain has got uh, two mechanisms. The one is an electronic mechanism and the other one is a, is a chemical mechanism. But these things affect how we feel and how we, uh, how we perceive life. And so God says to us that if you are filled with the Spirit, You've got love, peace, joy, gentleness, kindness. All those are very positive emotional states. So what is the opposite thing of depression? It's joy. Where am I going to get my joy from? Not from swallowing a pill or inhaling some kind of a substance. It might make me feel emotionally for a moment better because it affects my neurological functioning. But when that drug wears off, the depression is still there, and the reason for the depression, it gets worse because I don't know what it is. I thought this thing is going to cure it, but it's not. In fact, my state of mind and my state of heart and my emotions are getting worse. So there's a cycle of, 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 of depression that people go into. And I've yet to find somebody that has been healed through using medication from depression. I actually see them getting worse. I see the prescription being changed from one uh, drug to the other drug. And all that I see is the people get, they, they go into a deeper decline of depression. Right. Whereas the moment that they are filled with the Holy Spirit, there's a new life inside. And there's joy that comes out of the heart. Because the guilt, the shame, and all those things that relate to sin have been removed. And that is what brings real and, and lasting joy in people's lives. Now, addiction is a reality. We also invited yes. Michael to share his life story with us. Michael, your life story, just in short, uh, you struggled with addiction. But take us back to days BC, before Christ. How did it start? How did it happen? Thank you, Valent. I came from a, a good home. Uh, I grew up in the, with the knowledge of the Lord. Um, I was taught pr uh, godly principles, godly values. And at, a, at an early age in my life, I, I had a very close affection with God. I had a will to do His, his work. Uh, and then that sort of just, as, as I started growing older, that started getting less and less. I started following my own desires. I was enticed by my own desires. Started working, and my relationship with God just seemed to dwindle into pretty much pretty much nothing. I went through high school um, in my early teens and my early 20s working, uh, drinking quite heavily, but I was still very much opposed to drug taking as such. Uh, although I was smoking marijuana, I didn't really see that as a as a drug. It's only now that, uh, you know, once, once you understand the effects of it that you realize that it's one of the worst kind of drugs. You know, the, the, the drug, I started using drugs at a late stage of my life, probably at around 30 it came from going to nightclubs, uh, just being in that environment. You know, you, you get offered by a friend, uh, do you want a line of cocaine? 
accept that line and then, you know, you have a great time and then slowly it sucks you in. You know, it, it starts off just pretty much wanting to, to enjoy yourself, but then it's, you know, it starts a vicious cycle of, of, of dependency. Working late hours and, 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 and using the drugs extensively, um, my work started deteriorating. I was in the restaurant uh, trade and eventually I couldn't, I couldn't maintain both of them. And it got to such a point that I, I left work. I moved to Joburg. I, I was living in Pretoria and still continuing to use drugs. It slowly started sucking you in even further. So I started... To what point? Well, I started now selling drugs, you know, to, to maintain my habit. You know, you speak to the, the Nigerian or the drug dealer and he says, well, you know, here's 10 grams, sell them and then... You know, that's what you All make. Right. And so you slowly start building up, building up a business. Uh, that didn't take too long. And um, I, was, I was doing very well at that. Knowing all the time that it is wrong, but still not really having a desire to change it. At what point of your life did you realize, I'm in trouble here. This is a big problem. I'm addicted. Well, I, I don't think you actually really get to that point. I never got to that point. I eventually started manufacturing crystal meth. Uh, I was arrested numerous times. I said uh, I was also diagnosed with bipolar and, and schizophrenia in jail. They, they gave me large amounts of medication. Eventually, when I got out, it didn't really change much. I, I had two drug overdoses where I needed to be put on life support. and But that doesn't really change. Your circumstances aren't really going to change your heart, as, as Dr. Adu was saying. You, you know, I, I needed to have that heart change, which, which, which I never had. As a matter of fact, the drugs will just make you more rebellious and more defiant, and, and it gives you more of a will to succeed in criminal activities. So with this godly upbringing, was there any understanding, any knowing that you're rebellious against God, you're addicted now, and, and this is a lifestyle that you're choosing irrespective of, of, of the def- outcome? Definitely. You know, God is in the back of your mind, but he's not a real factor. You, you start going, you know, and as we were, I was listening to those five Ds, I, I saw myself actually going through every single one that, we, that, that, that I was hearing. So you, you start denying even the existence of God. You, you come under a delusion that there, there is no God. And that's the nature of, of, of what I understand now drug taking to be, and that's sorcery so you've, and witchcraft. So you've seen the bad, the ugly, and the destruction of it. Yes, yes, no, definitely. What was no. the defining moment? What was the well? It was eventually I was I was I was cooking crystal meth in in Kenya for a police commission over there, and immediately this without out of the blue. I mean, I wasn't seeking God. I was I was having no fellowship or no intervention from any spiritual or, or Christian uh, counselors. I, you know, as I said, I was I was living for myself. Uh, all of a sudden, this this immediate this this very intense remorse came upon me, which I didn't understand because that's what drugs are supposed to do: is take away the guilt and the shame for that period of time while you're busy using it. But even under under the influence, I got this intensified guilt about what I was doing, and then I heard the voice of God speak to me and say, "This is not what He wants for me," and turn back, which I did. I cried out for help at that moment and. God delivered me at that specific point. Were you set free immediately in a blink of an eye? Uh, no, that took that, that took some time. I, I, my mind was still very, very messed up. Though you know, the, my, my mindset and my thoughts and and my my emotions were all diamakar, uh, if I, if for yeah, lack yeah. of a better oh. word. So it it took it took a good part of 
a year and a half after that of spending a lot of time in the Word of God and truly understanding what you know how how to manage my thoughts to 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 really start living an an effective Christ like uh-huh. life you know and I, I can really say that you know God doesn't leave us in in in, in the way we are and when we you know, when we cry out to him, he he, he really is there. He came and, 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 and delivered me, you know, by his own hand. And said, Jeffrey, I, I want to bring free. you in here. Mm. You say the only way out of addiction, no matter the form of the addiction. We're mm. talking hardcore stuff here. There's people mm. addicted mm. to gambling, whatever. to work, whatever. Mm. You say the Bible is still the hope, no matter the form of the addiction. Yes. There is still hope. We uh, have a very clearly written manual. Spanning more than 6,000 years of human behavior Where we can go and study various people's lives How that they got corrupted Where they landed up And how that God turned them around And then the the state that You see, we, we don't, from a biblical point of view We don't look at rehabilitation as the answer We look at regeneration as the wow. answer You first of all have to be born again You have to receive a new heart from God God promises in the Old Testament, I'll remove the heart of stone and I'll replace it with the heart of flesh. I'll put my spirit inside you and I'll cause you in your heart and in your mind to obey my commandments, you see. So the indwelling spirit of God is the answer. But now we also have a written manual with which we need to renew and restructure the actual neuropaths in the brain. And that was the other part of our research that we did. We actually went and looked at how does the Bible describe man? He says he's, he's supposed to be a, think, a spiritual uh, being at first, but also a thinking person. He has to use his brain. And then the scripture refers to the renewal of your mind by the washing of the word. And this is what Michael went through, the process that he went through, is that in the brain itself, the brain forms neuropaths with information. Oh, right. And it's a, very, it's, a, it's a scientific thing that you can actually go and see how it is structured, the brain. And mm. now God comes and he does a restructuring because the word of God is the most powerful thing that there is. And, and man is, a, is the full total composite of everything that is heard, oh, everything right. that has come to him through the word life. Every, I mean, we're surrounded here by words. All right. And we are mm. speaking words and words are changing people's thoughts. Now, putting Michael in the mirror of God's word, yes. you've had some dealing with him. In fact, a lot of dealing with Michael. Yes. Do you recognize a changed Michael, a renewed mind oh, through absolutely. the word of God? Absolutely. When he first came to our generation, he was totally washed out. I mean, he was as crazy as what you can find. He was seeing all sorts of stuff around him all the time. He oh, was right. fully into the spirit dimension, but in the wrong, in the wrong space. He yeah. was not in God's dimension of the spirit world. So th- that exists, and that's where drugs take people to, yeah. and that's where a lot of addiction and compulsive behavior takes you to. All right, Michael, so where are you now? What is your life like now? Well, now, you know, I've, I'm compelled to, to what I've learned and the experiences that I've had to, to sow that into other people's lives. Uh, and, you know, that this is what, you know, helping others is what God has raised me up to do. We don't always understand his ways. We don't always understand his thoughts. But what we do understand is his love. And we can feel his love and we can respond to that by, by loving back. And, um, so who is Christ Jesus to you, Michael, right now? Well, he's my Lord and Savior. You know, he's as real as what you and, and Dr. Adio are. They, that's what he is to me as the king of heaven and earth. He rules and reigns. And uh, more importantly, he rules and reigns within my heart. 
and my mind. And, you know, I get all my direction from him. Still on a daily basis, you know, the, the closer I get to him, the more I realize how desperately sick I actually am, even though I don't do any of the things I used to do. Yeah. You know, and I, just by his holiness, you know, you look at yourself and you say, thank you that you came, died on the cross and, and gave me life. You know, for without that, there is no life. So you can testify that you've completely been set free from your addictions by Christ? Oh, yes, without a question of doubt. And Um, now you're in a position to help others? Yes, I know exactly what the guys are going through. I understand at every point of of their their regeneration, how their mindset is changing. You know, know, in the beginning, you expect a lot of manipulation, a lot of lies. Through through caring, love, and, and, and showing them the right way through an example... They, they, they sort of look at you and say, you know what, I want to be like it. I also want to be restored the way that God has restored you. And, you know, and that draws them in. Uh, and my life has been restored tenfold. Everything that was taken from me by, by the devil, God has replaced and even more. You know, I've got a lovely wife, a family that cares for me. We, we love each other and a beautiful boy. So, and God is just adding more and more every single day. But it's, it's important that we realize that it's, that it's him doing the work within us. But it's our responsibility to stay plugged in, to carry on abiding in him. Aru, you deal with all sorts of addiction on a daily basis. Mm. Is there hope for South Africans, no matter the addiction, the struggle that they're going through? Can the chains of addiction be broken? Your final thoughts. Absolutely. I mean, that is why Jesus went to the cross, and that is why he shed his blood, and that is why there's a complete and total redemption for each and every one that turns to him. And once we start having our minds renewed by the word of God, and not just accept salvation as a free gift, but realize that God saves us for a purpose, and our purpose Mm -hmm. is to reflect the glory of Christ and to bring that answer and hope to other people. And so, yes, I can see what has happened in my life. I can see the thousands of people that I've influenced in South Africa already by just telling them where to find help and then giving them the manual. Say, listen, there's the word of God. These are the relevant scriptures that you need in this particular situation that you are in. The Lord, like you said, just now speaks about food, money, everything in the word of God. And those are the things that we get addicted to. And how to break those bonds is to have to have a bond with Jesus Christ. So, yes, I'm still an addict, but I'm addicted to Jesus, and I'm addicted to God's Word. Michael, your final thoughts on addiction. Being set free, you testify freely about that. Your final thoughts to each and everyone listening to you right now. It starts off, you know, it's not a mental illness. It's not a disease. It's a hole within yourself that, that only God can fill. And once you come to a, a, a point where you really and truly accept His love, he guarantees that your regeneration, your salvation, and your eternal life is secure in Him. And He's, he's a true God, he's a, he's a good God, and he, he wants to give us all the blessings that, 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 that he's, He has in store for us. And I can testify that. I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in the life of many of those that have come to the center. And, you know, it's it, it really God works. Uh, he works for miracles, and He works wonders every single day. Michael, thank you so much for testifying so freely. Ado, just in closing, yes. people listening to us right now, yes. maybe having a loved one, uh, they themselves are struggling with addiction. Where can they get more help? Is there a social well, media we've, website? we've got a lot of pages up on the internet. As far as Facebook is concerned, they can just go and Facebook me. They'll find a lot of information there. They can go on Facebook uh, House Regeneration. They can go to xf.co.za. They can go to hr7.co.za. 
There's a tremendous amount of info, uh, information, and if they battle to find any of the stuff, they can just put my name in the Google, Adu, Krieger, and a lot of the stuff will come up, and they can go and, go and pick and choose what they want to learn. Exposing the face of addiction for what it really is. It's Dr. Ado Krieger and also Michael, thank you for sharing your stories in short with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Please take note that the opinions in this program is not necessarily that of Radio Pulpit or the announcer on duty, but for you, our listener, to make an informed decision. Hope you enjoyed the program. Till we meet again, keep well. God bless you and shalom.